Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Monday morning. Now that we're back in here after holiday week, Ned and I are going on a diet. <laughs> but before we uh, discuss what we're going to be eating for lunch or not eating for lunch, uh, let's talk about the Chiefs game yesterday at Arrowhead facing off with the Super Bowl champions. Crazy. Made them look like nothing. Well, the Super Bowl champs are a mere shadow of what they were. They don't have any players. Their offense is just – offense is one of the poorest in the NFL right now with – Gosh, you've got Matt Stafford out probably for the year, and you have Cooper Cup out for probably all the year. They have other key injuries on their offensive line. This team accomplished something that is is really almost unheard of in the NFL. 198 total yards of offense. 198 high school teams have more than that. And here are the poor Rams. And it, it's really kind of unfair to... Uh, you have a Bryce Perkins, who is their third-string quarterback. That's who they have in there. Kid has plenty of talent, but kid doesn't know what to do. Started at uh, Arizona State, I think it was, and then ended up at Virginia, transferred there. But he's playing with the pros, and he's playing against one of the top, quickest, and toughest defensive units in the country. And I'll tell you, the, the Chiefs' defense is really, really good. They put a lot of pressure on 198 yards. Kid was, what, 13 of 20 through the air yesterday. That's all. 13 of 20. And what was it? Uh, maybe 80. Let me check the stats here real quick. 13 of 23 for 100 yards in passing. And Mahomes has 360 yards. Not going to cut it. The uh, Rams just simply do not have a team. Now, now, I'll tell you what bothers me a little bit. Kansas City is playing down to their opponents. Uh, there's no question about it. They're taking things easy. But once they get down in the red zone, they're trying to score touchdowns. And they did not score a whole lot of them yesterday. They get, you know, a couple passes here. Kelsey got a touchdown pass. And I think maybe Pacheco may have run for one. I don't remember. But the fact of the matter is 26 to 10 is the final score. It could have been a lot more. I don't think the Chiefs care about that at all. But... They do have some pretty good competition coming up in later weeks, like the Cincinnati Bengals next week. And these are teams that do have all their star players. I hope that complacency, and I'm sure it will be, is erased by Andy Reid and his staff. You can't have that going on. That's not going to propel yourself to any kind of championship le- uh, championship level. Chiefs do have it. The Chiefs have the best team in the NFL, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And uh, they have to continue with that mental aspect because there are other pretty good teams around. 110. percent um, I think part of that yesterday red zone issues was the fact that the Rams D is really good, and their interior defense, their line, and they got Jalen Ramsey. When they get close, they're able to play you tough. You, we saw that yesterday against the Rams. Ramsey and Aaron Donald are both in there, and they're they're <clears throat> both tough individuals. But the defense goes as the offense is going to go, True. and you can't hold teams forever, not in the NFL. No, and. Obviously, the Rams are not going to hold anybody else. They are virtually, they're not literally, but virtually last place in almost every offensive category. You can't win doing that, and they know it. And what are they, 3-8 and eight on the year, 3-7, and seven, whatever? Worst worst record for a team after winning a Super Bowl in history. And it's going to continue to get worse because yeah. they're, they're just not very good. So the Chiefs can look at that and, and count on a big victory. They're not getting any real pressure from the other teams in the AFC West. But the fact of the matter remains that you do have some pretty good competition. Uh, this game next week worries me a little bit. It's in Cincinnati. You know what happened to the Chiefs there last year. It's not going to hurt them at all. 
but they do want that best record because that gives them home field when they get in the playoffs, and they will be in the playoffs. There's no question about that. And yesterday we were technically rooting for the Bengals against Titans because of the way the AFC uh, standings are right now. Of course, the Chiefs do lead, but the Dolphins, wouldn't that be something? And here they right, are putting right on behind. A, well, they're putting on a big charge. Uh, Tuanga Valoa, or however it's Tua, let's just say Tua. Tua. Tua is doing a great job at QBing that team. And I'll tell you, Tyreek hasn't hurt them at all. They, no. They've got a nice ball club. They did, and they look. They made Houston look like a high school football team yesterday. Big Houston time. is a high school. Well, <laughs> but anyway, um, also big congratulations to Coach Reed after that win yesterday. The most wins as a head coach at Arrowhead Stadium was sixty-five, beating uh, Schottenheimer, who had it at sixty-four. So. Still, we have a postseason coming up that's going to be a challenge, and Kansas City needs to, I'm not going to say right the ship. The ship is pretty good and sailing straight right now, but don't get complacent. It's complacency that, complacency and taking things for granted, which are really synonymous, are, are the worst evils that can happen. You've got to put your best foot forward every single time. Yep, and we'll see what happens on the road in Cincinnati this Sunday. And they're basically on the road for a month. They don't return to Kansas City until Christmas Eve So uh, against the Seahawks. So it's going to be a road trip, one more road trip for the team. But uh, I have good good hopes, especially in Denver and, of course, as we mentioned, the Isn't high school team in wonderful Houston. wonderful Christmas Eve doing the Ned Talk in the radio station when, when Santa Claus you, is gone? It, what is you, this? It's fine. It'll be, it's a noon game, so you'll have plenty of time to go out and search for Santa like you do every year. Well, I have to search with him for, because I have his sustenance with me. <laughs> yeah, he, he does the pit stops with Ned. So, I talked to Ned a little bit before we started recording, and I said, you know what? It was the perfect holiday for me, drinking, eating, and watching some incredible <laughs> football. And really, the pro games on Thursday were great. I thought they were really good, um, with the exception of one. It was kind of mad, but for the most part, it was a really good competition. And then Friday, you had that incredible uh, North Carolina State-North uh, Carolina game went in double overtime. And then you had the Michigan-Ohio State game, and of course my K-State Wildcats beating up on the Jayhawks on Saturday, and then all the stuff that happened yesterday. It was just a football fan's dream for four days. If you can watch all of it, yeah. Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, I had other duties, so I missed a lot. Missed all of the uh, Michigan-Ohio State game. Missed it all. Watched the replays. Uh, did not end up the way I thought it was going to. But it does bring up a very interesting scenario because tomorrow, late tomorrow evening, probably around 6 or so, the new bowl rankings will come out and it will undergo a change. Now, Georgia will remain in there. Michigan will remain in there. Here's where you get into the dicey situation here. Texas Christian will remain in there. But there's one opening because Ohio State, I think, is going to plummet right out of it. I don't think they go from second to fourth because of the decisive nature in which they lost the game. Furthermore, you have Southern Cal, which is playing very good. And the bowl committee really does want a West Coast team in this competition. I think Southern Cal gets promoted to a number four because they did beat Notre Dame and beat them up pretty good. Notre Dame's not a bad team. So when these rankings come out, my prediction is going to be Georgia number one, Michigan number two, TCU number three, and Southern California number four. That, that's my pick 
Uh, there are other possibilities that could occur. Here's the one scenario, though, that I find to be extremely interesting, and that is the Southeastern Conference Championship game does not include Alabama. They lost the tiebreaker. They, they and LSU end up in a tie, but LSU has the tiebreaker, beating Alabama by the margin that they did, which was one point. Okay, here's the deal. Suppose LSU loses to Georgia, which I think they will in the Southeastern Conference Championship game, which is coming up on Saturday. I think it's all Georgia. LSU loses, and they lose big. Some of these other teams lose. Do you think that Alabama may get into the Final Four yeah, in the Please, bowl? God, no. Please, God, no. I think there's a chance that no, they No, come on, man. I don't think it's a very good chance, but I think that there's a possibility. This is not as good an Alabama team as has been in the past. Their, their defense is just not as tough. But they're still pretty good. And they can beat some teams, and they can play very well. And they have Saban, and they have the history of playing in the championship level. That's not a prediction that Alabama will be there in the end, but it is a possibility. Uh, it's a it's really lends to the fact that the playoffs need to be as many as eight, which is my pick, or 12, which is what the committee's pick is. And the committee, later on in December, is going to settle on a date and a number of teams that's in it. I think they're probably going to settle on 12, and I think that, Mike, it may start as quickly as 2024, which would end the four-team playoff and have it in an altogether different context. We'll see what happens. It'll be it'll be very interesting to see. It's something we've been waiting for. Oh yeah, and uh, I think that's just uh, it's something that needed to happen, and it'll it'll definitely uh, calm down some of the hey, why isn't my team in there versus your team? Now again. I gotta really don't want to see Alabama get in there, but you're right. Um, I mean, TCU and K State are going to play in the championship this weekend, and in my opinion, K State had a chance and could have and should have beat TCU. Kansas State is a good team. They should have be if they didn't lose their starting quarterback and then Howard after him, they win that game. They had him on the ropes. It was over. Then those two guys go down. They bring in the third string, and it goes to hell. This time, I think Howard's tuned in. We'll see what happens. But, you know, part of me also, though, of course I want the Wildcats to win, but part of me is also like, God, man, it'd be great if TCU got into the Final Four because then your conference is in the end. Well, they've been there before. Yeah, I know, but you know what I mean. You kind of want the representation a little bit. When they had Andy Dalton on their team, which was, good Lord, what, seven, eight years ago now, they had a Rose Bowl team and won the mm-hmm. Rose Bowl. Now, they weren't in the playoffs that year, but they did win a Rose Bowl championship. And that's pretty good. Texas Christian has a great history to them. It's where Sammy Ball, one of the all-time greats of the NFL, uh, matriculated. They've had really solid football program. Big Bob Lilly of the Dallas Cowboys was a TCU guy. Hey, the Horned Frogs can play, and it'll be it'll be really, I think, fascinating to see what does happen down the stretch because you always look for upsets to happen, and they will. Another big upset that's looming here is December the 14th. And this is, this is involving competition, but not involving competition. You have to understand this fairly long, complicated situation, but the University of California, the mothership, is in Berkeley. That's where the border regions are. That's where everybody is, where every, all the control, although the other UCs have autonomy with what they do. UC Davis and UC Riverside. And UC Los Angeles, which goes by its acronym UCLA. When they pulled out to go to the Big Ten, they didn't tell the people at Berkeley. Didn't tell the Board of Regents. That came as a big surprise. Board of Regents is, in a term, pissed. 
They've had some big meetings going on. Do we allow this or do we not? December 14th, they make a final decision. UCLA may not go to the Big Ten. I think they will. I think the decision will be to allow them. Southern Cal's a private school. They can do whatever they want. But UCLA's not. It's a public and answers to that Board of Regents. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I can't see them putting their foot down and stopping them. That would set a really bad precedence. And you're going to have a really big issue and internally if they do that. And plus, it's about money. It's all so <laughs> that I mean, you know what's going to happen there. All right, uh, we did have some uh, Southwest Missouri representation, representation in the semi-state finals. Uh, how'd they do? We have two teams from Southwest Missouri going to play for state championships. Unfortunately, West Plains is not one of them. West Plains got knocked out of it. Carthage got knocked out of it. But Reed Spring put on a terrific show, and Reed Spring knocked off Sullivan 46-20. to Reed Spring goes to the Class 3 state championship. I believe their final opponent is Cardinal Ritter from St. Louis. That will be a major challenge. The other team, and Mike, in the semifinals of any state level of competition, especially in football, it's very rare to find two teams who played each other earlier in the season. It happened. Lamar and Seneca. They're same conference, but they're different districts. It ended up to where their districts played in the semifinals. Lamar's only loss of the year in the regular season was to Seneca, 36-33 to back in mid-October. <laughs> this time they play in Lamar. Lamar, guys, is pretty good. At the end of the first quarter, Lamar, 35, Seneca, nothing. Oh, my goodness. Final score was 56-14. to do you think Coach Bishore, a former Missouri State Bear, said, Boys, remember what happened? Sick them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what. That's the term the out for blood comes from, stuff like that. Um, uh, last but not least, our basketball team, Missouri State, were down in the Bahamas. How'd they fare? Well, not as well as Coach Ford had hoped. They lost their first two games, but did win yesterday, beat Oakland. They had to beat the Oakland team. Oakland is a D1 uh, team right outside Detroit, and they play in the Horizon League. Bears beat them as 76 to 64. But what I found to be very interesting was wearing a uh, Oakland uniform was Keaton Hervey, who was wearing a Bears uniform last spring. He got in the transfer portal because he wasn't playing enough. Well, he's playing for them. He hit the Bears for 24 points, but their team isn't very good. So the uh, Bears were able to come out and uh, get this big victory. What's interesting, too, is, well, you think Keaton had a great reunion with all of the Bears players? No, because they didn't know each other. These are 14 new players on the team. <laughs> and uh, Herbie was gone by then. So, and, But that doesn't, it's happening more often now, this transfer portal, but it did happen yesterday. It's interesting, but it also opens things up for teams to get new talent, too, as opposed to uh, losing talent, like in this case, Ned. Glad we got to keep your talent, and you haven't hit the transfer protocol yet. We'll uh, see you tomorrow. <laughs>